0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people today.
1: ...want support. Curtis Fleming is there on the edge
2: of the air. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Oh!
0: Abanelli coming alive again.
1: Janini wants the ball played to him. Abanelli spots out Emerson. Welcome back to the Ball Breakdown podcast. With me, Johnny, Dana, and Elliot, and we're starting for breaking news uh, tonight. Middlesbrough just announced that. 14,700 people, which is a 90% return, um, have renewed their season tickets for the next season. Um, Dan, I'm going to start off with you. Do you think it's a healthy return
0: for the club? Yeah, given the how the season's gone and, you know, with Tony Pierce in charge, it's kind of knocked a lot of uh, confidence off and a lot of enthusiasm. I know, you know, speaking personally, and, you know, we've spoke about it as well, it's kind of, there's a massive disconnect. It just mm. feels really kind of... Like I don't know, you just don't feel really into it as much as other seasons and um, games kind of go by and you kind of think, well, what the fuck have I just watched? <laughs> there goes the uh... <laughs> There
1: goes the PG. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, let's start, start it again, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
0: um, no, but it's just, I mean, I feel like that's good. I know a lot of people probably did on, on the deadline, which, you know, fair enough. I think a lot of people have realised that Tony Pugliese isn't going to be in charge next season. So just... To stay with the club
1: through thick and thin. There is that room with of, of that one year extension as well, which people could potentially
0: <laughs> forgot about
1: that. Yeah, well, th- but to be <laughs> honest, with well, people could be put, making that as a deciding factor if they renew or not. Like I, I haven't renewed yet. I probably should have renewed on Friday, but I just completely forgot about it. Um, I was like, oh shit! But i to have to pay like another like cents quid now. But I don't really like care that too much. But I said I choose to renew. Who knows? Um, imagine just hosting a podcast and never going to any of the games. So imagine how much I'd get away with. Um, but, but else, it's it's a healthy return. Would you think the? Do you think Millsburg can increase the season tickets uh, by the end of the st- well the start of the season? Essentially, what do you think the club have to do in terms of that?
2: I think there has to be some clarity on who was going to be in charge before people um, will buy season tickets. Now, and I don't think there'll be any more sales kind of until the season's finished, um, whether that be, you know, we don't get the playoffs or I do, I don't think we'll be kind of um, kind of any sales until then and obviously knowing then, you know, what division you're going to be in um, and the manager. Um, I, I didn't know actually that it was um, it was a 90% return. I thought it was, I thought 14,700 would have been a bit lower because there is, there is, it says when, when it announces the uh, attendance on the time, I that's like 22,000. Every week, pretty much, um, it kind of baffles me that kind of like six, seven thousand walk ups every week. I thought there hmm. would have been a bit less than that, but yeah. Now, if it's if it's ninety percent, then it's a pretty healthy return. But um, I think to get that number up, they're gonna have to, you know, be pretty quick with making a decision whether you know Tony Peter's gonna get his contract extended or um, you know if there's gonna be a new guy coming in.
1: Mm, I feel sorry for Mills, the club itself, a little bit for like when the when they release like ticket renewals because the way like, we've been in like, the last few seasons, especially like with playoffs, like we don't know what division we're going to be in and like if if we're doing bad, that might affect ticket sales. If we're doing really well, that'll affect ticket sales. Who's in charge that affects ticket sales? Like There's so many deciding factors and I feel like, sorry, a little bit about the club from that perspective. But I also think that we have a really good opportunity, well, Mills will have a really good opportunity at the end of the season to kind of sit down and go, right, let's just see where we're at. Like, is Pulis going to be here? I think... Collectively, so I don't I think don't we want, I mean, want him to be in charge of the club. I think he's, I don't know, I've been like quite positive about him saying that he's like a lovely bloke and that, but I don't want him as my manager next season. Like, that's just the fact. I want someone like young and re, like refreshing and like playing. And I watched, I watched Ajax last night and I was just like, oh my god, like they've got a kid full of young kids, a manager that just gets the Ajax philosophy and they're playing some terrific football. Appreciate most, we're never going to be like Ajax, but. Like you know, what I mean, just having that philosophy there and, and that blueprint to say, like, wait, we want to be focusing focus on this for like the next two or three, ten years. This is how we want to play. I'd rather have us like that. Um, but in terms of like purely egos, we could be, be in the Premier League. Like I'll come to that little bit, little bit so, later on. So
2: I mean, it's it's quite volatile, isn't it, from yeah. the club? Because you know, if you're a mid-table Premier League club, you know you're pretty much going to renew the same people um, for the next year, unless you can kind of get like a new kind of generation of fans. And if you keep finishing the same positions, but when you're a club. Kind of looking to go up and down each season, um, then you know it's quite volatile. It could go from fourteen to twenty three if we went up to the Premier League. Mm. So it's quite mad, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think the club. Will, I think the club will do like a lot of the, like incentives more, more or less this year, um, especially with. It, it depends if, like, if say stayed for like another season. I would. I think the club will probably introduce probably more incentives to like sign up because they know that the satisfaction with Pulis is, isn't great. But if he's if he did get sacked, then I can see them well still introducing incentives, but not
0: similar to like the free pints. Well, stuff like yeah, that. like
1: like free pints, but it doesn't have to be like to ticket. Well, it could like I don't know top of my head point system, or they could introduce like bring a friend to a game or something mm. like like something. I don't I'm not I'm literally th- throwing stuff in the air, but it like it could be something like that. I think the club probably will go in more towards that direction anyway, but. It, let's chat about Middlesbrough on the football pitch side of things as well um, Dana back to back wins um, against Portland Hull um, do you think there was there were good performances
2: or were you quite dejected or Elliot whoever wants to answer it Um yeah, well, I mean, I didn't see uh, much of the Bolton game. I decided to watch the Champions League instead. Um, Good choice. Which uh, were entertaining, but um, the, <laughs> the, when I seen it was it was two nil. Um, the amount of away games I've seen when um, you know we got we got two 0 up, and you just think, well, well, that's it. It's, it's over. We're not going to go on and, and win five 0 in the second half. So you know, it's pleasing uh, to not. Um, you know to, to stop that rot and not go from six win six losses in a row to seven and you know to turn it around the whole game was a little bit more crazy i don't know how that finished one nil at all um it could have been four four all or five all um there was chances of both teams um the defending was was awful from both <laughs> teams and that's what that's what led to half of those chances um and I think I'd say yeah we were kind of lucky to come away with a win in the end because I think the amount of chances both teams had and the the quality of obviously the last chance um, for Camille Grzycki what um, Randolph pulled off a a brilliant save um, that could have easily been them snatching a one all draw so it's good to come away with a win um, at the end of that and um, I thought there was going to be a bit of chew because it's not the last time we've had a bit of commotion with kind of things going on at the end of the end of whole games it's happened in the past but um, it was pretty alright after the game, so no, but it's good to get back back to wins. Aaron, it, it actually was good back to, to get winning ways. I forgot what win was. Um, I, rem- I remember tweeting, like,
1: uh, Do you know, when we scored in the and I was like, "What is a goal?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely <laughs> forgot what it, um, what it was like to actually win a uh, win a football match. But in terms of, like Dan, I think was it a lot of weight off the shoulders of Tony Pulis, especially with the back to back wins, and the amount of pressure that he's had, especially with the fans. I appreciate the fans still want him going the end of the season, but. Do you think that alleviates a little bit of pressure the back to back wins?
0: Yeah, it because I mean at the end of the day the, the goal is to get promoted as well, you know, at least to get in the playoffs. So, you know, to kind of stop the rot and um get two wins, back to back wins under, under our belts, you know, that's good. But um, you know, there's there's still obvious pressure. I mean the the fact that, you know, what you said, you know, how we only scored one or how the game wasn't more than what it was is it's still a because I mean, how many times this season have we won games one 0 or two 0 or know we haven't killed them off i've said it so many times in this podcast and it annoys the hell out of me how we can't seem on, to dear. score the second oh no don't <laughs> get me started honestly these chances that we keep fluffing i, I think it's down to it's, it's down to confidence so we got a question saying um on, on facebook where people were uh, somebody asked I think what, what haven't we got that other teams yeah, apart, do
2: apart from goals what, what don't we have here?
0: yeah We it's clear we don't have confidence and especially at the Riverside because it seems like every situation we find ourselves in that should be relatively comfortable you know in, in situations in the final third where we've got a chance to score we probably should score we don't you know I think that's probably down to confidence and you know that obviously needs to be changed, but uh, you know, as for the question, I think it does kind of get rid of a bit of the pressure, but there's always going to be pressure on Tony Pierce, I think, because it's quite clear that a lot of fans just don't like him, and I don't really think that will change.
1: No, fair enough. And um, do you think, obviously, I'm going to go to Ian Smith's question in a second, um, but I was just going to touch on Ashley Fletcher a little bit, and I think he is probably one of the only players in that squad at the moment who actually does has, have a little bit of confidence, as you can see it. The more he's playing, the more consistency that he's having. You can't stand, you're seeing the best out of him a little bit. I'll come up to uh, Ashley Fletcher a little bit later on. Um, but I'm going to ask you this question, Dana. It was from Ian Smith as well. Um, and he wished us a happy birthday today. if you didn't know, it's the podcast's page. Uh, one year anniversary. Absolutely, um, right guys. 3.5 million engagements in a year. Um, absolutely smashing it. So, But, Dana, um, do you think Middlesbrough are arguably in a better position now um, than actually being in the playoffs and worried about going out? Well, now we haven't. We pretty much have. We have nothing to lose now. Essentially, do you think we're in a better position now in terms of like getting back into the playoffs and potentially getting momentum and going in and potentially, you know, never
0: got going up to the Premier League? Yeah, th- yeah. I mean, it's all about whether we can build on the two wins that we've got. But I definitely agree. I think if we were in the position we were in a few uh, months ago, where we were kind of below West Brom and clinging on to you know the final playoff place, then you know it would be a little bit of a. You know, we have we have to keep it up open. Um, there's more pressure on us i feel like now we we can we can kind of go under the radar a little bit because i think a lot of people may have written us off for you know the the six games that we lost and you know the whole tony pulis football and things like that so i think i mean potentially it's just all about whether we can build on it because we could easily lose against stoke and then suddenly you know we're thinking oh god where are we going now because there's teams that are in and around us that are you know like Villa have won their last eight games. I think uh, Derby and Bristol City have a game in hand on us, don't they? So it's it's all about like momentum. They the
2: play each Bristol City and Derby. Oh, that's do
0: they? The, That's the is game in hand. Yeah. Is, I, I, yeah, I was wondering who it was against, yeah.
2: Yeah, but I think obviously it's like human nature now for, for both of those teams, Derby and, and Bristol City, where I think Bristol City lost the last game, didn't they, against Villa? Yeah. And it's like the pressure's on them and it, it, it's kind of good because... You know, even as professionals, they're going to be looking over their shoulder. Whereas when you, when lo- one looking up, you're going to have the hunger to be like, right, let's go and get that position. Let's go and you know, catch them. But you know, they're going to be the ones worrying now. So it kind of, it kind of is, and you see it happen a lot where people nick the sixth spot in the you know the final game of the season. So um, we haven't really done that in a sense. Um, we tend to have been obviously we've been challenging for automatics um, before, and obviously we've been already in the, the playoffs. Um, without kind of nicking the last spot, so it's a different situation for us, really.
1: Mm, I think it's all it goes on the motivation side of things as well. Um, More or less, of when you're in that position when we were fifth for so long, we weren't closing the gap on West Brom at all. That's I feel like that that's motivating many players. I think that's just like oh well, it's that's, that's just like the same as finishing yeah, yeah, mid table yeah. for me because yeah. there's, there's like nothing. You're not I gonna like go we down. Really get, and yeah,
0: we couldn't really you know overtake them, could we? Yeah. it's like you know we're winning but we're not getting into a position because they kept winning to like. Overtake them, mm. so I completely agree.
1: Yeah, so like sometimes it's like got good to take that one step back to go two steps forward a little yeah. bit um, to get yourself back going again. Um, but Elliot, hypothetically speaking, um, well, hypothetically speaking, from my point of view, because I don't think we'll do it. But um, <laughs> Middlesbrough's playoff chances—is um, it slim or is it is it is it? it do we have a chance or is it, is it pretty much over for you now?
2: Yeah, I think I think we're still within a chance. Um, I think with with four games left, there's more and up, more than enough twists and turns that can happen. Um, like you said, it is difficult with that game in hand and you'd want, um, I think they're not level on points, are they? I think Derby's a point or two above Bristol City, so if it stays like that when they do play the game in hand, you'd obviously want Derby to win, because um, if Bristol City win, it's going to make it much more difficult for us to in. so you'd want Derby to beat Bristol City. And then um, and look, our four games remain in the, the more than winnable, they're against teams that are, I think. All of them are in the bottom half, either unless Nor- uh, unless Forrest are just in the top half. But I'm assuming the rest are obviously in the bottom half. So that's um, the danger,
0: though, for me because a lot of people <laughs> expect us to win those games, and it's not a given. Is yeah, it? I, don't, I
2: don't think they're easy games in the sense of that. I, I'm, I'm just kind of saying that you know the, the teams are, are kind of lowering the table, and we've tended to you know get those two 0 wins as we've been talking about um, against some of these teams. Um, but the, they are good teams that like, you know stoke on paper. Um, um, we you know, the game away was nil nil, so that could easily be a slip up where we need to win um, and draw nil nil again. So yeah, I I don't know. I I don't think we. I think we're gonna miss out by about a point or two. Dana,
0: I've always said that we'll sneak it. Uh, we do have the favorable favorable run, but that's it. I mean, it's it, like I said, it's not a given that we'll win any of those games um, that we're expected to, but. I'm gonna stick by what I said. I think we'll sneak it into the playoffs, but I don't think we'll go further than that. I yeah. don't think we'll get promoted. Yeah, and that was gonna be my next yeah.
1: question. If do you think Mills, if Mills were to get there, do you think they'll get promoted? <coughs> um, what my point I was gonna make was, if we do sneak it, finish sixth, for example, um, we have the chance to play either Leeds or Sheffield United, and that could really work in our favor a little bit. Um, just, do you be, think? I think it can. It, it, psychologically speaking, yeah, because. The team who doesn't go up will be quite devastated from just missing out, and it's hard to when you when you suffer a big defeat or you've been going for so long, especially when you're playing it. it it's hard to motivate yourself a little bit to to start up again and be like, right, okay, we've got another chance here. Let's, let's go again. I thought Mills have found it really difficult, it, even though when we I think we would finished third, um, and then we lost against Norwich in the playoff final. But I think we played so well against Brentford, and we suffered setbacks in the league we just didn't turn up on the final when it mattered most yeah. because of it, it happened
2: plan. to Brighton didn't it That's We were I was going to say that as well yeah. finished third and then lost to sixth place Sheffield Wednesday so mm.
1: it's yeah. very very difficult to get yourself back on there but when I've been watching Leeds this season I haven't been, been really particularly impressed by them I think when, especially when they've played against us I thought they were the better team mm. at, at the Riverside and Ellen Road as well but they haven't blew me away Sheffield United the same they haven't blew me away a little bit we beat them Three on in the first forty-five minutes at home at the start of the season, but when we went to their place, we completely fell apart. I because of Ayala sending off, but the winnable games. And then if you're getting the playoff final, if we've got Aston Villa or West Bromwich Albion, and West, I'm assuming that's probably going to have a finish. But the only team I wouldn't want to play is Aston Villa because they've turned us over twice. But then history speaks from against Norwich, where we beat Norwich twice, and then we went up. Uh, well, sorry, when Norwich went
2: up, so it was just like. It's, it's, it's anyone's game though. I think, it's I think people game. say it's a kind of a lottery when getting the playoffs. So but I don't buy it as much as a sense of a one-off game because I think over two legs, quality just showing, I think that was what happened with the Villa two legs last year. Um, I know it was only 1-0 overall, but they deserve to go through over the two legs and I think that's where our downfall would be. If a playoff match was, say, like how it is in, in Germany, for example, where... I know it's a bit different there. The team who finishes third bottom players who ever finishes third in the second division. But that's like a straight shootout. It's a one-off game to say like a cup game, isn't it? Mm. But I think kind of when you have to play the three games in the playoffs, normally, um, and I can think of like Blackpool doing it, normally the one of the better teams will will go up. Mm. Well, yeah.
1: The squad we have on paper is like it should be in in that position really. Um, but I appreciate we are lacking in certain areas like yeah. I, the wingers um, we're, not, we're not scoring of goals that's probably because more of like a tactical issue that's not probably because of the players themselves um, but if Mills were to go up um, this year um, and we'll go on this run to try and get in the playoffs it's going to be about George Friend um, Danny Ayala and also Dale Fry out doubt for um, the game the games at the weekend, obviously against uh, Stoke and Forest respectively. Do you think those three players are a, a big miss? And obviously, yeah, I know one of them. You're going to probably say no, but um, do you think are they a big miss, or will it force Twenty Pillars to play a different style of football?
0: Well, I think regardless of their performances this season, it is going to be a miss because it kind of um, leaves us a little bit short in defence. I mean, the silver lining is that Paddy McNair might actually have something to do this weekend, which is <laughs> it's different for him. Um, won't be able to get than... on the drink. <laughs> 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 but uh, for like, I mean, we've we've criticised friends on um, and I actually on this podcast a lot. But it's numbers, isn't it? I mean, if we get another injury, then we might have to play Downing. Oh no, we might have to play like John McCall centre back
2: would you throw Nathan Wood here I don't think you'd do at this time of the
0: really? season Yeah, mm. well, it d-
1: it depends where we finish and, and, and where we are and it depends how much confidence you give the player if, if he's good enough he's, all, he's, like, he's old yeah. enough you know what I mean, no, I, I, mean
2: I, I agree with that but I just I don't think that'll be the case I think it's been very hard for Tav to even make it in the team with his qualities I don't think true. Nathan Wood would be able to, to
1: step it's different because he's a defender that's why because doesn't, Pierce doesn't like attackers, does he? He like uh, doesn't like wingers. He doesn't like wingers. Yeah, he doesn't like attackers. <laughs> doesn't, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, no, but I think look, you, you've got to give these players the chance, really. Yeah, sure. um, appreciate. I don't think you'll start at the weekend. Um, well, on Friday against Stoke, I think we'll probably go with more of and, Um
2: Flint, and I think we'll. Probably... It's hard, isn't it? I think. I no. mean, it, 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 I think it, if Fry right, isn't, it, you, it, you it might is, just go yeah. four at the back anyway. But yeah. I'm, I'm kind of going off a bit to set Fry because we haven't heard anything yet. I mean we'll hear in the press conference tomorrow and if it is he'll probably have to go see go to the back won't he and kind of instead of you know change his formation Ronnie.
1: Look if if you wanna give like we spoke a lot about, spoke a lot about in the podcast, like giving you players a chance, then it's I think it's a good opportunity for Wood especially for him to, to come in. Not I'm not gonna say he's gonna cement himself in the in the Millsbury line up for the rest of the season but like the opportunity to play at the Riverside you know, he's only going to help him with experience. Del Fry, he played when he was, I think, he just turned 17 when he got his debut under right, at O-Karanka against Preston. Yeah, I was there. For uh, the game, yeah. Exactly. So you've got to give these players a chance, I think. And if I was probably playing, but do you think if if we don't go for that option, do you think Peel's probably playing more of like an attacking system? Um,
2: no. <laughs> okay, I think. Um, I, I've, I've just remembered as well we can throw a wing in at that as well who's going to be out for the rest of the season which also yep. messes the things as well in terms of the line-up but um, yeah, I think if it's the case that Frye uh, is out as well I think we'll line up in this 4-5-1 which we've been playing away from home um, i.e. when we did it against Villa and I think we did it against Swansea as well it'll probably be 4-5-1 it'll be something like Shot and, uh, and Flint as the centre-backs and um, Downing and as right back and left back and then you'd That have, is grim And then you'd have the 5 in <laughs> midfield of maybe I, I don't know you'd, be, you'd probably have Saville and Howson um, And then you'd have Mikel See the numbers don't even add up there I'm thinking because Saville um, Wouldn't even be able to play there Because you'd need him off centre midfield it, I don't know, you'd have to go like 4-4-1-1 four, four, one, one, um, And you I don't think it's good. It'll make it much more <laughs> defensive. It'll be like these lineups that we've been doing for Villa and stuff where you're basically just throwing the game away and you're going to put John Hugel as a lone striker. Yeah. So. You know what we could do? I remember
1: when like we were undergone striking where we played Chris Killen centre-half. <laughs> could play Rudy Gostead centre-back. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bring back Rudy for you else.
2: Do you remember, Yeah. Do you remember when I was saying about... Um, when I was looking on who scored most-headed... Uh, Ch- not chances. I don't think I know what the stat was. He- not heading clearances. Most Arial headers, Most headers a- 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 Aerial duels. That's, that's it. Yeah. Um, and Gusted was top. So I mean, <laughs> get him in. Get him in. <laughs> <laughs> um, Imran Flint, centre back. That we win in God, all sorts
0: can you imagine that? Loads of pace in there, isn't it? <laughs> oh, know, guess,
1: like, <laughs> uh, the one thing, the one problem we do have is. Like, don't get wrong, we have a really good defense, but as soon as one of those wingers just knocks it past him, you fear for your life on that on the terrace, and you're just yeah. like, oh my god, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Ah, oh, all right, let's win <laughs> um But in terms of let's, let's be a bit more positive. In terms of like Darren Randolph, um, it was a tremendous save against against. Uh, I forgot what we played there for a second. That Holt. Um, it was a tremendous save against the Grzegi free kick. Um, He's easily been our best player of the season, hasn't he? Dana.
0: Yeah, by far. I mean, Wing was at one point, I think, tra- at least challenging him. But I think for the whole of the season, Dan Randolph has been just the undisputed player of the season because the amount of times that he's saved us, he's, you know, he's he's kept us in games, he's won us points. I mean, it's just ridiculous. He's by far and wide our best player.
1: Do you think
2: you're going to struggle to keep Mills? Um, I don't know. Because um, I don't know what would be the right move for his career right now. Um I'd like to say no on that, you know, he'll stay because he is our best player. Um I don't know who'd be coming in for him, um, who doesn't have the keeper already. Potentially it'd be one of the teams going up, um or one of the teams just coming down so to, to, you know, about six teams where I think it'd be gone from. I don't think anyone in the Prem would be going from because he'd find himself in a situation like at West Ham, that like he is a good keeper, but there's going to be someone there who's equally as good as him or better. Um, so I think it's going to be, you know, one of the three that come down, or of the three that go up. But I think if it's in that case, none of those teams have significant spending power over us and I don't think we'll, you know, play easy with them or play hardball and try and get as much if he wants to go. So...
1: There was a little rumor going around the rumor mill um, that Darren Randolph to Liverpool to be Allison's assistant, um, well deputy. So would the the pound marks, you know, be in his eyes a little bit? to Say, well, Moss has done it. Ross Turnbull is actually the most successful English goalkeeper of all time. Brad uh, Jones did it as well. Brad he Jones has done it. Um, I think it it depends. In a couple <laughs> of in, in a couple of years though, like I can understand why Randolph would do it because you pretty much
2: getting like 60 grand a week just to sit on your No, I, I think some like, of them have done it but maybe at 34 35 yeah. like Rob Green and that doing it as well um, and you may maybe more of like a coach aren't you there was some I read some article about Rob Green saying it and like trying to say how he was still involved in the squad but basically he wasn't he was just there for moral support and he knew he was never going to get in the team but he's getting a big paycheck he's pretty much learned his coaching as he's going um, so I don't think it makes sense for Randolph he's only 30 31 mm. is he? so I don't think it'd be worth him worth him doing it, but it's a very very interesting moment. And- yeah,
1: well, it's it, I think it's, the goalkeeping position is very very. It's it's unique. It's 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 different. It's if it was a centre forward, you'd worry a little bit more, um, but with a goalkeeper, it's like well, you only you only need one, uh, so it's just like well, like, if he's gonna be better than what you've got, then fine, but. I can't there's like, there's not much
2: like pressure that's why I, had, I think there'd yeah, only be a handful of teams who want to come in from and I think we'd be more than we'd have more than enough to kind of back them off and make them go for alternatives
1: mm.
0: you have to take into consideration as well as international career yeah um, I don't know who it is for the Republic of Ireland that you know could maybe dislodge him I know um, he was battling with Shea Given before he retired um, I'm not quite sure who's like their number two it might be, oh God, I can't remember. Millwall keeper or something not Jordan Archer, but I don't even know whether um, he's still Kieran playing. Kieran Westwood. Oh, uh, Kieran Westwood, yeah. Might be
1: Kieran Westwood. But, might be Kieran Westwood. I, I understand what you're trying to get get to be. He needs to play essentially, yeah. And the more you play, the the more, the more, not the more active you are, the more you more the more sharp you are. And I think what Darren Love's done this season, he's give a lot of people in that squad confidence. A good goalkeeper can save you up ten to twelve points a season. Or can I can even game I think Darren. I think David De Gea is a fine example of that. At Manchester United bar last night obviously against Barcelona. It was just more or less of he saves some time and time again. Darren Love's doing exactly the same. That save is probably one of the best saves I've seen at the Riverside. Yeah. But um,
2: in- he, he had a, he had a lot in that game, um, and Hull were really pressing, um, and the. the it, like i said it, it could have been much more than 1-0 um and there was a lot of chances um that he saved and where we cleared off the line but um you know like i said that that main save that everyone's on about but other saves throughout the game where that could have easily turned into us taking the lead and then winning 2 one again if the luck didn't go our way so hmm.
1: I thought we were very lucky against Hull to pick up the points but let's let's move on let's move to the next question it's, it's something a little bit different it's not really more on, on topic it's, it's in a sense but um, Joseph Coombs and Alex Fowler pretty much asked the same question and I think it's a really interesting question for next season um, and, and moving forward as a football club but um, which of the current players I'm using Joseph as well which of the youth team would you like to see in the first team but also uh, of Alex's question of which of the current players would you like to build the team around for next season and um, ideally I don't know who would like to ask the question first it's more or less a question of who would you like to keep and who would you like to build around
0: uh, I'll, I'll go um, well I've kind of thought about this a bit because I kind of have a vision in mind for next season what I would like to see Borough go with and it's just integrating the academy and maybe picking up a few gems from League One as well as kind of retaining a few players from the current squad so kind of a bit like how Chris Wilder at Sheffield United has built up a team and kind of kept it, because I mean if we completely, you know, deface the squad and, and start from scratch then it's kind of going backwards a little bit but I suppose it's going backwards to go forwards but I don't really know whether Borough are in the situation, are in a situation to do that, um, I'm not sure, but um, personally I would build it around Fry Wing Tav and Brit. and Brit because, you know, is our uh, he's our top scorer he's our mm-hmm. um, record signing and I've never really felt like the team that has been around him has given him confidence you know you see him miss chances that he should score and you know maybe I'm kind of making excuses for him a little bit but I, I just feel as though if he had confidence he would be scoring a lot more than what he is and um You know, I I just feel as though we need to build a team around British Somalanga because he is a a lethal striker, and I still think even when he's missing all these chances, and you can pull up loads of YouTube compilations of all his misses, all you want, I think he's still better than Jordan Hugel and he's undoubtedly better than Rudy just said. Sorry, Elliot. But um, hey, hey, sorry,
1: sorry, guys. This is still good. Elliot's crying. (laughs) That (laughs)
0: hurts. But um, to answer Joseph's question, I mean, um, everybody would like to see Steve Walker, but I think. You know, for him, it's probably best to go out on loan. He's not going to dislodge Britt Samba longer, and I don't think he's going to play alongside him either. Um, But Patrick Redding, left back, Hmm. George Friend needs to go. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, there needs to be somebody that can fill in for him. So, you know, look look to the academy.
1: Would you keep Friend there? I think Friend's like a big personality in the club. He does does a lot on and off the pitch. Uh, I think it'd be good to keep Friend there. Um, I, I I've been saying all season to like flog him but like mm. when you think about it properly, like if we're bringing like that Patrick running through it might just be worth keeping Friend there yeah, it's yeah. just like more of like a mental kind of thing um,
0: yeah. I take that back yeah ge- give, Friend doesn't need to go you know
1: he might even teach him like the Meg that he does every single every game but um Elliot same question is there any players that you would like to, to build the team around or is there any like, youth players you'd like to see come or come through next season
2: um, in terms of the youth players yeah I think Steve Walker um, everyone would say but again you know limited chances so it might be uh, worth going out on loan again um, Nathan Ward as we've been talking about um, Jed Spence shot on right backs as well uh, <laughs> like Patrick Reddin. Um yeah, so it's kind of them. Um, if they don't go out alone, you can. I think it's worth you know including them even on the bench a couple of times, much more than what they are now, um, to build a team around. Um, you know, ideally, if we could keep hold of Randolph, and I, I, really hope we do, then definitely him. I think Fry and Shotten I do like Shotton. Um and I think you know that'd be more than an adept centre back partnership, along with getting more as well. Um, I wouldn't be bothered to see Ayala or Flint go. Not that I think they will. I think probably both of them must still be here anyway. But um, if I was building a team, they wouldn't be in it. Um, I think, <laughs> yeah, um, McNair, Saville uh, and Wing, I think would be good options. I think if we were going back to a four-three-three, Um as kind of the two sitting in front of a holder midfielder, I think we should definitely look at like getting a new holder midfielder because John Obi McKell going to move on and um, I don't think Clayton is at his best anymore for that position Um, so I'd like to invest in the new centre defensive midfielder Um, Then you've got McNair and who play for the Republic of Ireland in those two positions in front and potentially Wing and even Housen as well Um, Wingers we only have one well one who I think is probably going to be here next season Um, because I I think Downing might move on Um, so Tav um, and Fletcher, so I'd look to obviously get in more wingers, um, strikers because Hugo's going to go, and I think it's a weird one with a Samba longer I think he, he might go, um, but I can see where Dana's is coming from. I think if he was to still be here, um, it'd be good to build around him as well because he, you know, even though um, there is a lot of his misses that you can find on compilation videos on YouTube, he is our top scorer. Um, without those ten goals, where where would we be? We'd be a lot lower than what we are now. Um, there's been a few games where we've won one nil, and Brit scored. Um, the game just gone. The game against Blackburn. So we'd be a lot lower without him. So I think there's about eight or nine. Um, or I think the solid players right now you could build a team around. Um, but a lot of kind of um, older players and players who've lost the places in the team this year. Um, could potentially move on to so the likes of Friend, Clayton, Downing um, might see a change in, in those departments yeah. and, and obviously filling in the, the the wide positions both at the back so right back and left back and, and sort of the wingers as well So
1: Well we have, we have got an agent squad and it, it, the overhaul actually does need to start and if it starts now and maybe it finishes the end of next season um, we have to probably overhaul the whole team but I've went a little bit different come from what you've said um, it's based on it's based on my opinion, to be honest. Like, there's no like real scientific reason behind it, but I think build team Randolph. You keep Randolph there as long as you can. Dilfry he's he's coming through the ranks. Like, I do really want to keep him there. There's I want to build team with John McHale a little bit, and appreciate. I don't think we'll, I like to keep him next season because he brings like a little bit of calmness to the team, and um, when he's fully fit, he actually might he's, he probably will bring us like something. Um, different I've also said build team around Lewis Swing but also finally I've, I've put build team around Ashley Fletcher as well um, I think he's just been I think he's been great the last few games um, and if you can get him a run, a run of games give him some confidence and build it, like build a good team around him it, ideally it's, it'll work well for the football club and I think uh, no, no disrespect to British and but he's on a, probably an absolute wedge like I do not blame him at all for being on what he's on like he's came and he's signed a big contract like i would have done exactly the same thing. Um but if I, if he moves on then so be it, yeah, we've got Ashley Fletcher there. I think we should, we could build a team with him. Ideally, of course, you, you want to have you want to have winners come in, you want to play Tav a little bit more, but is Tav good enough? Can we get someone a little bit better than Tav? Pretty sure we've got someone on a on a trial for like the next two weeks or from Tooting. So um you never know, he might he might have a, a roller coaster of a, a pre season that he might be in. Um but in terms of like youth players. I agree with you on Patrick Redding a little bit more. I, I would oh, I'm a bit disappointed that we haven't kept Alex Patterson for next season. I quite liked um I quite liked him every time I've seen him play. He was um, really good at York. They, mm. they loved him at York. Oh yeah, very good. Um but also I I like I like the idea of Jed Spence. I think he gives he offers something different. Uh Joe, um is it Joe at, um Brentford? I that his name? I can't remember oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he he Joe. I right. would like to see him come through. I think he's a free agent coming in the season. So he would be it would be nice to to bring through, um, but I do I that's I only like Steve Walker's ready yet, um, everyone's raving about him, but get him out playing games, like, I think one good thing that Pulis has done is that he's got the players that are pretty much ready, he's getting them out on lawn, straight as much as he can, play like mm. men's football, I appreciate it. like, when you're playing at academy level, it's, you're quite sheltered in an extent, and you're really trying to learn the trade. you're you just purposely working on your technique, 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 and then sometimes that goes up the window a little bit when you go into like more of like a league two where it's rough and like like you know when I fought rough there I saw that video but like I goes rough as fuck yeah <laughs> That's what I thought it, it is it's rough but it's also it's like proper like hard Brexit football which you actually need to
2: learn if you want. you forget about your technique when you're in the middle of the games because it's you know the the tough games mentally as well especially if you're going to a team looking to go up. Um, it'll give you that sort of the thrill and the nerves of playing in some of the games so you've got to find that mental strength when you, yeah. you go out on loan as well mm-hmm. haven't you? So. I,
1: so ideally yeah I would like to see if you go out on loan but in terms of building the team round it'd be those five players of
2: Randolph, Rye, Mikel, Wing and Fletcher. Well, it's good when, when you're saying Fletcher as well um, you're saying about him playing well recently um, before the whole game he'd scored five in nine and then obviously got the assist against Hull um, and you know he's done. He's almost like I don't know if you see. I think he's got one in the cup as well. So six. He's got like a third. He's scored like almost four off Brit in one third of the amount of games. So you know it's clear that if he if he was playing the rest of the season, um, he could have been on much more. So I think when you when you got the confidence now, um, and I think that was a problem with him, like you were saying when he was at Sunderland as well. Um, it's a confidence thing with him, and he really does need an arm on the shoulder but when when he gets going he's, he's a good player.
1: but again like it depends how complete how Mills we're gonna play next season. If if we have Tony Pierce at the helm I can't see Fletcher, I can't see Brit Assambalonga being there. I can't see the majority of the squad wanting to be there. Like unfortunately I don't I don't know like what what goes on like at like at the club but it's more or less sort of like I can't see the players wanting to play that like similar style again, especially Britt. Like he's he's running around like just a headless chicken all the time. He's like, Well what can I do? I'm I'm used to having I'm used to being fed caviar, and now I'm getting fed like I don't know. Nothing. I'm getting fed dust. Um but but let's carry on. Let's let's move on to, to Stalk and Forest. Um Easter weekend, we've got a Game Good Friday, we've also got a Game Easter Monday away at Forest. Um, but let's mainly focus on Stoker to the most upcoming game. Nathan Jones, he took over from Luton. Um, earlier on in the season Stoke have really underperformed for the majority of the season especially with the squad that they have they've Tommy and Spenica Forbe, um, Danny Bart who was actually from Millsbury, he's been probably one of their best players since he's arrived um, but do you think it's going to be a tough game Dana and also who's going to break it down as well um, oh. I've, I've kind of we got, can
0: never decide on this can, can we? we? Right,
2: I'll let you both break it down Um <laughs> But obviously, it's going to be a tough game regardless, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, I, I've got kind of some stuff on um, the players and, and the lineup and stuff. But, like, like you mentioned, obviously, good squad um, on paper. A lot of players who've played in the Premier League and top of the Championship for years. Um, very ageing squad, though. Um, we were a bit baffled off air when we realised that Charlie Adams was only 33. The, we oh thought yeah. he was like 40. It was um, like Hunter last night when he came on
1: Friday, actually. I, I legit thought he retired. And he brought out his own, like...
0: A Doppelganger.
1: Yeah, yeah. He brought out his own, like, a app or something. Down. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, He's now a model for, like, an agency or something in, in Reading or somewhere. I don't know, We're going.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, as, as you said, Bennett Um. is their top scorer uh, on eight, which is dire, really, when you, you know, you consider that we think we're bad goal scorers and Brits only on ten, but they've, they've scored less than us and their top goal scorer is only on eight. Um top assists, both joined by James McLean and Tom Ince, um, both on six um, they've got um, two suspensions actually for this Friday, because <clears throat> in the game against Swansea two games ago, Bruno Martins Indy and Tom Edwards both got sent off in a matter of six minutes I don't know quite sure <laughs> what happened for them both to get sent off that quick, but um, yeah, so they're not available for that game and um, They've tinkered with a few formations this season, but i have tended to go with either a 4 2 3 1 or a 4 1 4 1. Kind of the, the players who've been playing recently, um, or play, you know, I've not included Bruno Martin's Indian Tom Edwards because they've been playing recently, but um, Butland most likely starting goal. Um, weirdly, Ashley Williams has been playing right back. Um, a lot of the centre backs have been playing right back, so Jeez it's quite like us. Christ. Yeah. So, you know, if we had wingers there, I mean it'd be I mean get Tavon there, left wing I'm against not. Ashley Williams. Um we won't though. Yeah, we won't. Yeah. And um yeah, so Ashley Williams um has been playing right back, so he might play there. Shawcross and our old mate Danny Bart um look likely a up centre back. Um left back could be out of Eric Peters or Moritz Bauer, not quite sure um who's gonna be playing there because I think Martin Zindy's been playing left back. Um, Joe Allen that's who actually is their second top scorer joint with it it's uh, actually Joe Allen. Joe Allen the Welsh is, savvy yeah is the <laughs> second top scorer from a holding midfield position on six um, so Joe Allen and Etebo um, was one of the holding midfielders um, McLean and Cloukas actually played out wide for the last game um, but Inns could obviously come back in um, on one of those sides um, and Bojan the forgotten Barcelona man played Cam and Volks uh, I think has played the last two games at the front but they've obviously got Mame Beram Jouf and Benic Afobe as well so when you look at the team on paper when you see you've got Volks, Jouf, Afobe Bojan, McLean Klukas, Ince you know what I mean it's not bad so they've been severely underperforming um, and obviously the tactics or whatever is clearly not working there and they're not scoring enough and and I think Dana pointed out earlier that they've drawn 19 games um, in the championship this year, which is by far and away more than anyone else, so it'll make for an interesting game.
0: Yeah, and I mean, to add to that, they've failed to win 12 of their last 13 away games. I think that kind of fits into what you just said. They're probably a, a lot of them are draws. Mm. Um, <clears throat> their last win on side came in August 1997. Granted, they've not really played it. I think they've played two since that, but... Mm still. Um, yeah, like you said as well, Ben is their top scorer with eight. Um, they've got obviously Danny Bart, who, you know, there was a, an article on the Gazette um, where a lot of people are, are saying he's their best player this season, and technically he's he's rated um, their, you know, best player on who scored with a 7.1 uh, rating, so, yeah. huh.
1: Well, that's nice minute isn't it? Well, I can't believe we could have done with Danny Bart tomorrow, to yeah. be honest. Not, not tomorrow, Friday.
0: Lean, mean uh, blocking machine. He was, he was great <laughs>
1: against Stoke in that game. But then maybe like, you can just swap, swap sides at half time. <laughs> like a testimonial. The <laughs> 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 <For> Danny Bart testimonial. Why not? We need him. I know, yeah. Um, but let's do your teams and line up, lineups. Or oh, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go I'll first. I'll go first. Yeah, Check yeah. it off. Yeah. Um, for my team against um Stoke, I'm gonna go with Darren Randolph in goal. I'm gonna go I'm gonna play a three uh three four. Oh dunno, oh, I'll actually go one more.
0: Are I, you sure you wanna go first? <laughs>
1: actually i no, I don't know what I'm gonna say. Um so Randolph in goal, I'm gonna go Housen uh right wing back. Um Shotten, Flint and Fry. If Fry's fit, if she's not fit, I'll go with uh, Nathan Wood. I'll go Savile um left wing back. A midfield three um, of John Oliver, Mikel, Bezic and Stuart Downing. Um, and then up front, it's going to be Ashley Fletcher and Britta Sambalanga.
0: Mine's kind of a similar to Really teams. hard
1: Brexit and full of pace. <laughs> full
0: of pace. Yeah, mine's, mine's a bit similar to yours apart from a few players that kind of shifted over a little bit. But I've gone, um, you know, the same formation. Randolph in goal and then... Um, House in right wing back, but I've put Savile. No, I haven't put Savile. I've put Downing left wing back, um, and then McNair in for um, if uh, Fry isn't fit. If Fry's fit, then obviously Fry. Um, and then a midfield three um, of uh, Mikel Besic, and Savile, and then Fletcher and Britt up front.
2: Um, I've went with the same as Dana when you were saying. Yeah. Obviously Savile and Downing. I've <coughs> just got them in the opposite positions, basically. Um, I just thought Savile in that whole game was not comfortable playing in that wing back position at all the amount of times so he the, he seen the ball coming over and he was just looking at it and he was like I know that's going behind me but I'll, <laughs> I'll just leave it and like they, they were getting in behind so often and I was just thinking he, he's not comfortable there at all um and I, I could see Tony people shouting at me say like you need to watch the runner behind you he was he thought he was playing much further forward but he was he was the wing back on that side so um I know Downing got caught a lot in the, the Bristol City game as well, but I feel like Downing would be yeah, he's done that role more in the past, so I think he'd be more adept in that yeah. wing back position compared to Savile, so. Yeah,
1: Let's got our predictions for Stoke.
0: I'm gonna go 2 0 and I'll tell you what, Aidan Flint is actually scoring this game. Yes. I'm putting well I'm not gonna put money on it because I don't <laughs> bet. But <laughs> put put your money on it. And then also Britt, I think.
2: Yeah, Britt. Okay. Um, Three wins on the spin. For, but go on. I'm going to say that the uh, Stoke are going to keep up their hard Brexit draws. I'm going to go for a nil-nil. Um, I just think they're both going to catch each other out. Especially if I think Fry's going to be out. Our lineup is not going to play in our favor for attacking them. Um, and with you know Danny Bart, the, the new PG of Stoke, <laughs> um, then we're not we're not going to score. I, I think. And then you know. I just can't see there being many goals or both. Notoriously, I think us and Stoke. I think there's only one team as have scored less in the division. Is it Ipswich? Probably. Um, I think Ipswich and it's not Rotherham because Rotherham has scored more than us. Um, it's just- it's it's it Ipswich and maybe Reading who scored less than us and Stoke. we in the us and Stoke. we in the bottom four for scorers. So it's bound to be
1: a five-five draw now or something, isn't it? Just, I, I'd love it. i love it to
2: be. But um, no, I think I'm gonna go on uh, nil.
1: My prediction's gonna be one-one, and I think it's gonna be uh, more Besiktas will score for the club. But before we sign off, um, Battle of the T Rexes on Monday. Um, Tony Pillar scores up against Martin O'Neill. Um, when it takes all of Jurassic Park, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but is it? What's your predictions for that game? Is it? Like, we we'll go match predictions because we we don't know what's going to happen all this on Friday.
0: Ooh. I don't like Borough at the City Ground. There's something about the City Ground. I just hate it. I'm, I'm scared. I went there once and we lost. I feel I feel like
2: over the recent years, have been in the championship. We've only ever- Won that game under Karanka, pretty yeah. much. I don't think we've won that other was, like, than that. Uh, of, yeah. It's quite a bogey round isn't it?
0: We could have lost that game as well. Dimi saved, apparently, didn't he? A penalty, didn't he? Hmm. Um, I'm. I'm gonna go one-one. That's okay. as positive it'll get from One-one.
2: Uh, I've <laughs> put down one-all as well. Um, yeah. I think again, both teams. Um, I think they're about form. It depends on obviously. We don't know what's going to happen on Friday, which should, should let it affect the game on Monday. Um. They've lost the last three at the moment. Forest, so depending on what happens on Friday, I don't know who they play, but I think it'd be a difficult game. But I think um, with us getting back to not having such bad luck, um, yeah, I, I think I think we might grind out a result. So
1: there, see, I, I thought Forest were probably one of the best teams we've seen this season, or The crank of the were absolutely brilliant. I
0: still can't believe they got rid of I, him.
1: Come, I still can't. I think, I, I'm mystified how why they got rid of him.
2: And then they bring in Martin O'Neill like Not even for us it The owners are just too Pointless Just too touchy Aren't they? They, they, put, they Keep the finger on the button Far too much They want someone to come in And absolutely storm the league With 110 <laughs> points Or something I don't know what, what they wanting. They had there with Karanka um, Like we had A clear Philosophy And you know it might not been working with a lot of good teams in the division it's not going to work straight away they, they were building that they, they were building a the side they might have just think been thinking because they'd already pumped a bit of money in you know the signing of um Joao Carvalho um 16 million which by the way in the last I think 3 games he's only had two substitute appearances came on at 75 minutes yeah, which he, is he not really um which is <laughs> just mental but yeah, that maybe maybe the thought because we pumped the money in, he's you know still sat outside the playoffs that they got a bit you know itchy fingers on it, but um, it's it's just madness, really. I think
1: fair enough. I think we'll probably win one 0 I think we'll win a shit. I think it'll be a shit out goal as well. Very shit out three. And I was gonna say, the Flint will probably score. We'll just, just score a daft header or something. He's some bound to. He'll his like, ass or something and go in. He'll
0: that, at least <laughs> get it on target. I swear to God, right? If it gets it on target, that counts as a goal.
1: You know, you know the beauty of it is. Imagine if we got it in the playoffs and Aidan Flint scored the winner in the playoff final to just take us off yeah. like the only like the header as well. It's, you know I mean? only it's super we need. Hollywood Hollywood storyline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that wraps up. Uh, thank you very much, guys, for joining me as always. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening. As always, like, share, subscribe, rate us five star on iTunes. Always helps for our ranking, helps us grow as well. And um, we've been going for a year, over a year now, and we've just seen incredible growth. We want to keep that going. So if you want to share our podcast and please do um but mills have just done fourteen thousand season tickets and hopefully we we'll get seven more and hopefully we we'll get the playoffs this season hopefully get promoted and um, this has been the board breakdown podcast i'm johnny Dana and elliot thank you very much for listening